The following thoughts and opinions we're going to discuss regarding this album are strictly of our own personal interests. We are not professional music reviewers. We encourage respectful discussion and friendly banter in each episode, but we do not condone and will not tolerate bullying or belligerence. You are welcome to take what we say regarding the albums we rate with a grain of salt. Well, hey there, everybody, and welcome to another episode of the Rate the Record podcast, episode 46. Yeah, no clever intros or anything anymore. That's not how we do it here on the show. Wait. Oh, I wonder why we have that kind of props laying around. Uh, No, that's just my party house. I live in a circus tent. Fair enough, but I like how, for the most part, that sound did not come out through the mic. I heard the first part and then it just chopped off. <laughs> um, it was either far too exciting or it just, um, yeah. Yay. Maybe people will find out how exciting it is, is tomorrow, but that's then this is now. And your, your uh, hosts who are living in the now are Chris and uh, Savannah. And it is bold of you to assume so. Well, I mean, I was just making a Wayne's World reference. Live in the uh, now. Oh, sh- I don't think I've seen that movie in like two decades. I figured you would at least be somewhat familiar with it. Oh, I know I've seen it for <laughs> sure. Um, but not being a movie person, definitely watched it once and went, uh-huh, I can say I've seen it. And then that was really it. Fair enough. I haven't seen it in a while mm-hmm. either. But yes, that's Wayne's World. And this is the Rate the Record podcast. Thank you very much for joining us today. If you like what you end up seeing today, if you like the music we listen to, if you like us for whatever reason, I, that, that one's probably not very likely. Oh. But regardless, if you do, like, subscribe, comment, rate, share, follow. All of those things help build the musical community that we are trying oh so hard to build here on YouTube, out in Audio Land, Spotify, Apple, all that kind of stuff. Brick by brick by brick musical community. We want you to be a part of it. Aha, uh-huh. what he said. And I mean, I repeat myself all the time. So if you didn't know by now, hammer that in. Mm-hmm. But you, yeah, don't, over- you don't brick. You don't put bricks up with hammers, silly guy. No, you got like layout things, splat, layout, splat. Like, I don't know. I'm I'm not a handyman. <laughs> Can you tell? I speak into a microphone. There. But out there in the audio world, as mentioned, Spotify, Apple, wherever you may be listening to your podcast, make sure that you give us a, like a good rating, a good review, and also follow us over there as well, because we want to get noticed in those charts by good people like you. So that will definitely help. So please go ahead and do that. Build us up, that musical community in the audio world. But also, also here on YouTube, I can say here on YouTube because it's like the video version we're making as well. But on YouTube as well, make sure you hit that like and subscribe button. Make sure that you are following us here so that way you can always stay caught up. Musical community, brick, brick, something, something, as I've been saying forever. But mm-hmm. the important thing on YouTube is that if you do subscribe to us here, we're trying to hit 100. And once we do, you might already know by now, but we're trying to hit 100 so we can give away some free vinyl records. Hell yeah. Everyone likes the word free. I, I uh, like if you if you're like, no, I want to work for something. Well, you can do that, too, I guess. But free records. Yeah. I mean, like, that's admirable, but. <laughs> Yeah, puffed is is exactly right. Yeah. Puffed. But yeah, anyways, 100 subscribers once we hit that on YouTube, one record a month for every month that we're over 100. So if you want yourself a free record, all you got to do is hit that subscribe button. You got to stay subscribed and you could get free music out of it. Who again, who doesn't want that? It's just kind of silly. Don't even say no. Yeah, and it's it is a record that we have reviewed. So you might get Weezer's Ratitude, 
but you also good like news it. you Eagles. won't because it's not on vinyl <laughs> oh really i checked oh y'all are lucky i was gonna Ooh. say or it's eagles hotel california yes that one is in the mix and ah, the thing dang. is, we're, we're going to randomize it so it doesn't go in any sort of order, but you will know at the beginning of each month. Regardless, as those are the rules we go over when we get there. We are still climbing, so please hit that subscribe button. Mm-hmm. Do not forget. And of course, you can always follow us over on our social medias or at Rate the Record Podcast, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, t- whatever, TikTok. Yeah, it's all there somewhere. We're, we're too old for this. Anyways, it's all at RateTheRecord.ca. You can find yes. every link there, all of our streaming links, boom. So make sure that you are following all of that as well. Just putting all of our eggs in one basket before we finally get the episode kicked off. Really? fucking large basket yeah like a four minute basket but anyways i guess we should just go ahead and jump into the episode now it just makes more sense so today for episode 46 savannah went ahead and picked this out an album because last week i chose the kills for episode 45 first episode back of season three but yes it's all about oasis and their album morning glory or it's also known as what's the story morning glory so regardless it's it's correct but just for the sake of keeping things simple we're just going to call it morning glory yes because it's outside the parentheses as well Yes. And for some reason, there's a space question mark space. I don't know. Maybe they just didn't have computers back then. Or maybe they were pretty high when they did it. I don't doubt that one single bit. Oasis was formed in Manchester, England in 1991 and originally formed as a four piece. But the addition of guitarist Noel Gallagher rounded out the group and they were signed to indie label Creation Records in 1993. A year later, they released their debut album, Definitely Maybe. Only 14 months after Definitely Maybe was released, Oasis released What's the Story, Morning Glory. Now, just as an aside, what the hell? That that's They were together for two years and then released two albums within like a year and a bit of each other. I guess they just Wild. kind of found their groove. So, I mean, Holy like, why not take advantage of it while you yeah. have it? You are not kidding. I had no idea. And then when I read that, I was like, mind blown. So, like you said, I will be referring to the album as Morning Glory going forward. Morning Glory was recorded in Rockfield, Wales and released on October 2nd, 1995 on Creation Records. Produced by Owen Morris and Noel Gallagher, the album has released massive singles such as Don't Look Back in Anger, Champagne Supernova, Morning Glory, and Wonderwall alongside Some Might Say and Roll With It. It is claimed that the album was recorded in only 15 days. Again, mind blowing. I would say, considering that the kills recorded No Wow in 14 days. Yeah, like this is. But then again, Oasis must have had a huge budget going into it, so that's fine. Oh, yeah, and probably drugs. Now, there is much I could say about this album in the beginning of 90s Brit pop and the effect this album has had since its release, but we'd be here all day. So here are some accolades. Morning Glory is considered one of the best albums of the 90s and appears on many, many charts as one of the greatest albums of all time. It was the best-selling album of the decade in the UK. It hit number four on the Billboard 200 and number one in Canada and the UK. It's 16 times platinum in the UK and four times platinum in the United States. It said it was eight times platinum in Canada, but... With the numbers, I'm pretty sure that Canada and the U.S. count uh, their milestones differently. Oh, they Uh, do. They definitely do. 
Pitchfork gave it a 8.9 out of 10. Spin gave it 4.5 out of 5. And All Music gave it 5 out of 5. You know, I, I noticed that being a theme that whenever we talk in the bios that All Music tends to be the one publisher that like gives every album like a perfect or excellent rating no matter what it is. Like they're the ones who just like bend over backwards for these albums no matter what. Yeah, like... I, Guys, yeah, you're allowed to I give a negative know. rating. You're allowed to. It's okay. Yeah. Well, they do that, and then they just shut down the website, and they're like, "Oh, we've been these um, we, uh, these record labels have been funding this website, so if they say one negative thing, they shut them down. Done." Yeah, I guess that makes sense because they're so <laughs> soft-skinned or thin. The thin-skinned yeah. is the term yeah. I'm looking for. Dang. Come on, grow a pair or something. I don't know. Anyways. Yeah. <laughs> that's bullying uh, uh, an album review station. Don't bully rate the record though. Oh, hell no. So uh, before you, but if you do decide to bully us, I guess we'll get into the album first. So let's start talking about this album, Morning Glory. We'll start with the very first song called Hello. Uh, and I want to point out right away, because I'm lo- I, I had to relook this up because I looked it up earlier and I have a problem with this song. Cool. And it's because one of the writers happens to be Gary Glitter. Yes, I saw that. That's a big uh-oh. I mean, granted, probably at the time, no one knew. I think this was, what, 94, 95, right? Yes, um, I, I actually did see that. Clicked his name, went to his Wikipedia, and the whole thing happened in 97. Ah, so, uh, so I, w- I would have done all I could legally to strike that name after all the allegations happened. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Just... Yeah, that's it. Mm. Uh, so, I mean, like, not that I tanked the score or anything because of that, but just I saw that and I was like, uh, really? What yeah. a name oh, yeah. to be connected to in one way. But again, they, they don't have the foresight, so whatever. Yeah, yeah. But anyways, yes, the song, Hello. But speaking of tanking a song for one reason or another, negative 10 points for starting the song with a quiet Wonderwall <laughs> opening. <laughs> I wrote the song starting with the chords to Wonderwall is like saying, well, anyways, screw Wonderwall and then play something else. That or they just really want to emphasize that one song because it's the only like Oasis song anyone tends to remember. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Realistically, though, I mean, obviously, I'm not going to tank that either, although it's just like, why? Why did you have to do that? (laughs) But anyways, it is a bouncy little start to the album. So that's fun enough, I guess. I mean, that's kind of cool. Not a very interesting Start to the album, but again, bouncy overall, so I can see why people would find it fun. Uh, th- this I wrote this next point as part of this track, but then it ended up being a lot of the album. Is that everything feels like a little too spread out, like yeah. production wise with the sound? It's just a very wide but flat soundscape. Like there's not a lot of textures to the sounds at all. Mm-hmm. There's not like a really good use of layers. I mean, there are other songs on this album that change that up a bit, and like I will obviously mention that when we get there. But where we are now, like immediately I noticed it was just this big flat wall of sound, not even like that weird Phil Spector one that musicians tend to use and everything like that. So I don't know, bothered me a little bit, but not enough to, again, just completely drown the song. It's simple enough. It's a little repetitive, but and it's just a big ball of like alt rock noise for just over three minutes. Um, I definitely agree with the sound. Uh, I did make note that the guitars are pretty loud. Um, I did like how squealy they are in the back, but just when it started playing, I was like, I had to literally turn it down a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, I did like this one as an album opener. I do kind of like bouncier sort of, I guess, more energetic songs. Cause it kind of gets you excited to hear the rest, whether the rest is good or not. It just sort of pushes you into it. Um, 
I did like the guitars that ended the song um, and this, uh, along with a lot of Oasis songs, it had a good proportion of lyrics that I understood and a lot that I did not. <laughs> and not just the phrasing, just the literal vocals. I have no idea what he's saying sometimes. Well, it's because he like kind of slurs his words. And also oh, with yeah. Liam Gallagher, he's got a super nasally voice. Like, so, I mean, <laughs> yeah. you kind of got to discern things through the sharp trumpet like sounds of his nose and <laughs> voice. Yeah. Yeah. I need closed captioning here. Like, even then it just says like aggressive trumpet noises. <laughs> it's like that. Did he write like, what is this? <laughs> Yep. Oh, my God. At yep. this point, I'm just picking on <laughs> Liam Gallagher. And the yep. funny part is this might not be the last time. Oh, God. Yep. I uh, I, I do want to make note at the first track, because this is just an overarching theme. Um, the amount of songs on this album, or I, I don't know if it's Oasis in general, because to be fairly honest, this is the first and only entire album I've heard of them or heard of theirs so far. But the end of songs are just a repeat of the hook or of the song title over and over. And, and I've made note of every song that does that. So apologies for the redundance. I will be making note of that every single song. But if you have to be redundant to point out redundancy, then I guess it makes sense in a way. <laughs> yes, it negative and a negative makes it positive, right? In this case, it has to. Yeah, it has to. you take those two negatives, you just flip one, boom, positive. Yeah, Look at that. Exactly. Simple, easy. We're we're a math show now. Two plus three is next song. Yes. Uh, we'll tell you the answers later, you know, because we don't need to tell you right now. <laughs> so song number two, roll with it. I always find it audibly interesting when a song is primarily electric and then an acoustic guitar comes in. It's not there from the beginning, but it kind of cuts in i don't know like couple bars in or whatever i really like that it kind of adds sort of an interest to me mm -hmm. um the uppity sound is very appealing to me if you've listened to any of my reviews definitely a theme um for this song the vocals didn't really feel like it was mixed with the rest of the music it was like on top and it feels like i'm listening to someone singing live to a backing tape that that makes sense, yeah. Just because of like the way things kind of sit in the production and everything like that, I guess yeah. I can follow that. Yeah, it was weird. It was I don't know. I think it's one of only a couple songs that are like that, but it definitely felt like he was in my ear. So. Yeah, yeah. Um, as compared to the other track, and I mean, like this kind of goes back and forth of the entire album. Like I already like the guitar work better in this song than I do the previous one. Because, mm -hmm. uh, yeah, there was like a kind of a bit more going on, different textures of the sound actually that like, you know, made it easier to get into this time around. So I appreciated that much about it. It doesn't happen all the time on this album, but it does a few times. And again, I'll point them out when they happen. Uh, there's really catchy vocals, but I mean, like, again, that's kind of like a whole album thing. Like these guys just know how to write hooks and like. Oh, Yeah. Easily okay. singable lyrics because this is essentially like arena rock. So like it has to be catchy in some way, shape or form, especially to sing along to. Yeah. And also, I mean, this is another kind of arcing thing, but I do like like Noel's backing vocals in this track, but they usually sound pretty good anyway, as I said. So like overarching comment that, yes, I like Noel Gallagher's background vocals. Realistically, his voice is better than Liam's. Sorry, not sorry. But I mean, that's just the way it is. And also, he's the songwriter, too. So essentially, he's the better brother. 
they're both dicks, but I mean, like, <laughs> musically, he's the better brother. Well, I, I'm pretty sure he's the more, I guess, I don't want to say level-headed because I feel like that's too oh, personal they're, no, they're and I don't dicks. know. But I feel like out of the two, he's the more like, we have to get this shit done, we'll deal with this later one. Yeah, they just, they just play, whereas, like, Liam's somewhere picking a fucking fight, probably with Noel. Yeah. Well, <laughs> let's I, not, I was... Let's not fool ourselves. On a uh, sort of side note, I was watching a uh, unrelated, uh, I guess unrelated uh, YouTube video where they were showing some sort of, uh, I guess, Wembley Stadium incident or something. And you're just watching uh, Liam just completely sabotage the show at Wembley Stadium and not singing the right lyrics and walking up to Noel and trying like getting in his personal space and trying to like piss him off. And I'm just like, oh, my God, I would have just punched him in the face right in front of thousands of people, just decked him one. Holy smokes. Like, I don't think anyone with, would have been shocked. Yeah. With an attitude like that, like I am not surprised. And Holy. they've been broken up for how long now? It's been like well over a decade oh, by this point, hasn't it? Oh, I think it was 2009. That sounds so about right. 13, 13 years. Yeah. That kind of reminds me of um, the, it's, it's another video clip you can watch online, but like old chili peppers around like the blood sugar sex magic era, just before yeah. John left, uh, him and Anthony were not getting along. And uh, they were definitely like on live television, kind of bullying each other a little bit to the point where like Anthony would skip around stage and then walk over and like kick John in the leg while skipping by. And just like the absolute, pissed off look on John's face and then during the song John would just like go into these really obnoxious solos for no reason and just yeah. fuck with everything and oh, I think at one point gosh. Anthony tried to unplug John's guitar yeah oh shit I'm gonna have to check that out it's like it's so cringeworthy but you're like I just I can't look away I have to see how this pans out not only Boy. that but also like we know John eventually came back to the band anyways twice yeah. he left oh, twice and then came back twice oh my lord but yeah, anyways, uh, kind of more on to this one. Um, this one feels like a slightly noisier Beatles track. And yes, I'm very, very much aware of how much Oasis is obsessed, or at least Liam Gallagher's obsessed with the Beatles. Like, I I, yeah. I know, I get it. So I bring up the Beatles more than once in this entire review because there's just a lot that reminds me of them. But overall, it's a feel-good track. I, I, You know, it's nothing too big, but it's still enjoyable enough. So yeah, I mean, we're off to a decent start, I suppose. I did like the solo in the middle. Um, some on this album are better than others. Uh, I do like how all the guitars sort of marry to this really nice sound. And the more I listened to the song, the more I liked it. Aside from the incessant repetition of the hook at the end. Number two. <laughs> that happens a lot, doesn't it? Oh my God. Yes. I think maybe there's one or two songs where it doesn't. The rest of them and some of them insufferable but you can bet i will bring that up with anger when it comes up i cannot wait oh god oh god speaking of being angry about things song number three <laughs> the campfire classic itself every douchebag with a guitar has always learned this song wonderwall yeah you first i'd love to hear what you have actually it's good that you're letting me start first because <laughs> I, I my first note is ug but yeah. okay but i'm gonna get fair for a minute here um yeah. So I'm going to approach this like I did with Hotel California. And to those of you who missed it, so essentially we did Eagles for episode 15 and we did that album. And I dubbed what I now call the Hotel California effect. It's just where you've heard a song so much that you're super sick of it, but you don't necessarily hate it, but you are just 
you you get rage filled when you hear it. like it's just, it's been too much. Yeah. Hotel California has been that my entire life. Wonderwall, I think, is that for everybody. Yes, I also made note of that. Quote, I like this song, although it has become a Hotel California to me. So thank you. It's catching yep. on, isn't it? hundred <laughs> percent. Yep. Um, I will say, though, I'm I'm going to be fair, like I did with Hotel California. Uh, as, as sick as I am of ever hearing the song, including this, I, I'm sick of Wonderwall. But I'm going to be fair and critique it properly. I'm not mm-hmm. going to just be biased and be like, just shut up. And I, I think I did a good job because with Hotel California, it was the same thing where I said, like, I actually praised the track. It was a really well-written track, still is. It still sounds great technically. I'm just sick yeah. of it. Yeah. Wonderwall's the exact same way. The song is insanely catchy. The chord progression is super easy and memorable. So that's why any douchebag with a guitar can pick it up and play or any good person. You're not all douchebags. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so it's easy to see why the song's like as popular as it actually is. Um, and just other things to point out too. like, I'm, I'm guessing that there's like a cello in the song, but I'm guessing it's a Mellotron only because in the liner notes, it mentioned Mellotron and nothing about strings. Oh, okay. So I'm going to guess that's the Mellotron. Uh, anyways, uh, it's just another layer that kind of keeps the rhythm and melody kind of like so easy and memorable, really hammers it into your head. So just that's why it's so catchy. Um, I actually like the subdued feeling of the drums in this track too. Uh, it keeps it from feeling too intense. Nothing feels too overpowered. So it can just kind of ride out really nicely. Mm-hmm. Um, there's like some really good finger picking in the pre-course of the song too, that just as it's building up and I really, really like it. And I thought it's really pretty. I never really noticed it before until I was wearing headphones. So, Hey, look, it gave me something new despite hearing it a billion times. Awesome. But yes, overall it's, it's a fine song. I mean, that's obvious enough. It is a good song, but let's never speak of it again. But I have to say that now passing the song off to you. Yes, um, I do agree. Um, like, I I do feel like this song does get a lot of shit just because of the way people portray it and the people who like it. Um, like I said, it definitely feels like that Hotel California thing. Um, I what you said Mellotron it's I'm pretty much just going to mimic everything you said because a lot I'm only of it, assuming because again I didn't see anything but yeah. a cello a double bass yeah. I didn't see strings so I'm just but, like okay that's got to be the Mellotron I I did say I like the orchestral strings but I mean whatever I'll that know what is, you mean that's the important yeah, part we all know um, what you mean that it adds some body to the song and without them I feel like the song would feel much more hollow and sort of just you know, two people in an empty room kind of thing. So I, I really like that. I never noticed how much I like the bass in this song. Like I, I had to listen to it a couple times, much to my dismay, but focused on the bass a couple times. I'm like, I actually really enjoy how sort of, I don't know how deep it is. It's like compared to the lightness of the song, it's really there. And I like that a lot. Um, I even like the backing vocals, even though they just repeat the same line being sung for the the lead, but whatever. I still like that. Piano at the nice or piano at the end is a nice touch. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh the repetition at the end of this song was a little less, so I'll give it a pass. And I might actually like this song again. I think that like the repetition at the end, it does better without vocals, mm-hmm. especially having to hear Liam loop something 105 times like that gets a little grating. But instrumentally, depending on what's happening, yeah. it's not so bad. Yeah. 
And, but then again, I say that knowing that I like some Our Lady Peace songs that have endless loops of Rain Made us screaming. <laughs> but I still like that. So, yeah. like, I don't know. I'm very hypocritical. Let's just say that. Much. Uh, likewise, I there are a lot of things I say, and it's like, well, what about this? I'm like, no, no, that was then. This is now. It's different. It's it's this band, not that one. It's different. <laughs> it's just it's just talking about being hypocrites. It just reminds me of something that we recorded yesterday, uh, yesterday that will be coming out uh, tomorrow, actually. Uh, so on Tuesday, August 23rd. So just keep an eye out for that because, yeah, still has me thinking after we were done recording that, like, just had me all puzzled. Yeah, I can't, well, I can't say much more without giving anything away. <laughs> well, I mean, um, know, knowing that it was me to uh, spark that in you, um, welcome to everyone else that knows me in my real life. So, <laughs> Well, then again, you've made me question things over the last 40 set, 45 episodes up yeah. to this point. So, I mean, what's one more question, huh? <laughs> Why did I ever talk to her? Why am I still doing this? What is wrong with her? I say as I, as I say as I slowly delete one band at a time <laughs> off our schedule. That's fine. I'll never notice. Alrighty then. So we go on to song number four. Another one of the singles. Uh, one I uh, wasn't aware of for a long time. That was an Oasis single, but obviously is. I didn't know until like sometime in the two thousands. But don't look back in anger. I guess because I wasn't used to Noel Gallagher singing. So I was like, this is an Oasis. It sounds like them, but it's not Oasis. Mm -hmm. <laughs> but obviously it is. So you start the, this time. <laughs> the intro, very Hey Jude. That's definitely what I got from it at the very beginning. Um, like you can had I, mentioned. Sorry, can I just jump in real quick yeah, on that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. My first comment. I made a comment in the previous videos about uh, playing on your influences. Like I've mentioned that in like previous <laughs> videos. Yeah. Man, this Beatles love is intense. <laughs> I guess I never really paid attention until now. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, I I kind of resisted saying anything only because like it's pretty well known and i didn't just want to take a cheap but it's so heavy it. though it is. like oh it my is. god it that's is another with, that, that that in itself is kind of a beatles reference with this one a hundred percent um the chorus melody like you said about it being you know sort of arena rock it lends itself nicely to singing along i could tell i could see People sort of arm in arm at their concert, just singing back at them, which cool. Their fifth cup of super expensive beer. Exactly. I mean, why not? Right. Um, I didn't know that Noel was singing this song until I was listening to the album in its entirety. And you can really tell the difference. Oh, it's night um, and day. Uh, my my thought was this isn't Liam singing. You can tell. And I really like it. I think I prefer um, Noel's voice over Liam's. But As mentioned earlier, he's just yep. the better musical brother. <laughs> yep, I agree. Um, I really like the floor toms in the pre-chorus because it really builds up the excitement. And then it's all let, ah, hit the mic. Then That'll it's be loud. <laughs> let out during the chorus. So I really like that. You're very animated. Very much so. I, I'm, I'm trying to express the all of the pent up emotion in my chest just exploding out with the chorus to this song i was gonna say does oasis really make you feel that emotional no i just like this song a lot <laughs> um i do also note that yes noel definitely sounds better at singing than liam sorry not yeah. sorry i think i already said that earlier anyway so it's all yeah. good 100 percent. just really emphasizing that point because this is the only yeah this is the only song in the album that he sings am i yes I, I believe so yeah i don't recall another one yeah 
Yeah, he doesn't sing too often. He has his own solo project, but still. I, I have to check that out because when I, I heard this and realized that it was him singing, I was like, shit, I should probably actually listen to his solo stuff because I might like it. I've heard Liam's solo stuff. It's just weaker Oasis. Oh, really? Yeah, it's not that yeah. great. No. Um, but yeah, as you mentioned, we talked about Arena Rock. You brought it up and I did. Our, our notes are pretty parallel in this song. The yeah. chorus is easily a stadium filling sing-along. <laughs> yeah. Damn, they sure are good at writing hooks. Yeah, 100%. Look, like... I, I've made the joke before on previous episodes about like, oh, this is Hooks the album. And like <laughs> Oasis is just another band who just happens to be really good at it. Not every song on this album has a fantastic hook, but I mean like yeah. obviously the singles that sold a lot are going to. So this oh, Wonder yeah. Paul Wall Wonder Paul. Wonderwall <laughs> Champagne Supernova. Yeah, whoever the hell Wonder Paul is, he's the uh, he's the secret fifth or sixth member of Oasis. <laughs> because yeah, they always like the Beatles always joked about, oh, are you the fifth member of the Beatles? Well now Oasis has the same joke because they love the Beatles so fucking much. Yep. <laughs> Yep. I feel like it's just becoming a rant at this point rather than just a tangent. <laughs> it definitely is, yes. But it gets kind of annoying, though. It really does. Yeah, I, um, I get that. And the only other note I had is noting that this song is famously another one of those modern songs that have the progression of uh, that use canon in D major. It's like this like classical wedding kind of song. Mm-hmm. Uh, the use of this in modern music should be outlawed. I'm 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 sick of hearing it in so many different songs, especially pop songs. Like think about uh like graduation by uh vitamin C. Like it has the yeah. exact same chord progression as this. It's it's canon in D major and just Okay. Uh it gets annoying after a while. I think I'd have to I'd have to hear it to know it because I can't access what it sounds like. Often. There are uh, there's a YouTube video that has a compilation like ble- once like hooks bled into each other that use the yeah. chord progression. So like Okay. Interesting. I'll just tear your eyes up by the end of the video. Excellent. I look forward to that. All right. Moving on. Song five. We are now on to Hey Now. Um, You mentioned in the last uh, track, great use of floor toms. I think in this one is a great use of floor toms in the intro. Uh, Mm -hmm. I really enjoyed like a big bassy feel kind of building up to everything. So I thought that would sound really cool. Too bad it didn't last that long, though. Like I had written that note hoping it was going to continue and that I could write more about it. It's like, nope, that's it. Um, I am starting to notice by this track similarities as compared to previous tracks. Uh Oh, we're getting on this note again, but I mean, Mm. it definitely happens, but it's still appealing enough to like, especially having that wide production style to it. Like that kind of, uh, again, there's, there's moments in the album where I'm back and forth on whether or not I like that, that big flat wide production thing. Cause again, some songs use textures better. I don't think this one was necessarily one of them. Yeah. Um, there's not really a lot happening in the song that catches my attention though. And I think that was one of the bigger problems of it. As a matter of fact, I found it very easy to zone out. I had to keep rewinding the song because just again, not a lot to grab onto. If this thing was a, like a, a floaty in the water, it would sink with me. Like, yeah. it's just there to mimic the, the idea of floating the songs. It doesn't sound bad though. Um, but again, just that it's hard to grab onto much. And I mean, the only thing, other thing I'll say, because I only have one more note, is like um, with the way the song was winding down towards the end, it would have ended perfectly around like the five minute mark with like a really nice ring out. Yeah. Um, but then, yeah, because that was after like the repetitive "Hey now, hey now, hey now, hey now, hey now." There's another one of those repetitive things. Yeah. For you. Oh, so yeah. after they do that huge repetitive thing, they could have gone with a really cool ring out, but then they just kept going and going for like an, mm-hmm. an additional minute, and I was like, mm-hmm. oh, you need to know when to like really just you know call the bluff and throw your cards in or something like that. I don't know what the expression is. 
I don't okay. play poker. Okay. Now, would it surprise you that I completely agree? Um, yes. My <laughs> my notes. I was very optimistic with the vocal melody and thought, oh, this is catchy until the pre-chorus. And it really knocked that thought out. Uh, again, I like the build up with the drums. That was good. Um, oh, God, when it faded and then came back just to do the same thing it was doing really hurt me in my <laughs> soul. So yeah. I was really feeling that one. Um, I wouldn't change it if I was listening to the album in its entirety, but it is not a song I would listen to as a single or just on its own. Uh, song was far too long, like way too long. Yeah, it really was. I mean, scrolling up my notes here, you have just almost like between five and a half to six minutes long. Jesus. Yeah. Did, did eh, it was eh. if you're gonna write a song that's like super long you got to do more at the time than just repeat 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 like yeah. it's okay to do it every once in a while because obviously if it's like the main like refrain hey that that rhyme that's cool but <laughs> <laughs> just because the it's the refrain of the song doesn't mean you have to keep doing it is like mm -hmm. i don't know if it sounds really good make it a treat don't do it all the time throw it in every once in a while so people can get really hyped for it like there's your songwriting tip of the day yep yep all right. Well, that's, yeah, I'm kind of done speaking about that song too. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm just looking a couple songs forward and I'm getting upset. So let's, let's move on. Cool. That, <laughs> glad to know it happens again. Yeah. Uh, so song number six, <laughs> essentially the halfway point of the album. And I, uh, so this is the, the swamp song. And I want to point out real quick. Uh, we had a discussion off air of whether or not we were going to score this song. Ultimately we decided to, cause we combined both of them together because uh, Swamp Song Part 1 was song number 6 and Swamp Song Number 2 is like uh, song number 11, I think it was. Yep. Yep. But because they're essentially the same thing and especially because Swamp 2 has like really nothing going for it, we just combined yeah. them into one track. It's like a toned down version of the first one with some breaking wave waves over it and that's really it. I apologize. I'm running over my headphone cords here. The, uh -oh. the, the, this thing is like five feet long. Okay. Like oh, it's wow. so easy to run over. I have to like <laughs> drape it in my lap, but yeah. Okay. So the, the swamp song, we decided to do it and it's very quick, like a combined total of like a minute and 24 seconds. So it gives yeah. you an idea of how long these are. They're interludes. That's all they are. Uh, I mean, realistically swamp song two shouldn't be an interlude but it is i suppose um so i only have a couple of very short notes uh this works as a little mid-album interlude it's just kind of pulling you over to side b while still maintaining a certain amount of energy which you know swamp song one is fine enough there's not a, really a lot going on but i can dig what it's doing i guess and it's not trying to be too much of its own standout track so mm -hmm. that's fine flip over to side b uh yeah and i just <laughs> said not certain what part two is to, supposed to represent but it's a thing i guess um i feel like this could be a decent full-length song if they took this idea and ran with it but it also might have just turned into a hook filled hook filled pop song. But I really like the harmonica and the wailing guitar. That was cool. Um, like you said, I see potential, but making this a okay, turn the record over now song was all right, I guess. And can we make this the outro to the podcast? Uh, legally, no, but uh, if we don't give a shit about getting copyright strikes, yes. Mm, I care a little bit. All right, pass. I was going to say I do, too, because we're trying to grow <laughs> the podcast. And the last thing we need to grow the podcast is a copyright strike. But, but. Can we fly the license? Hmm, 
if we can get one of their signatures on the lawsuit, then we can sell their signature and pay for I it. I think we've lawsuit. tried this before with another band. We <laughs> talked about getting getting to sign something. It's like, psych. Okay, well, um, how much money is your OnlyFans pulling in? Because we might be able to get the license. Ooh, um, I had one person pay $3 for me to step into a bowl of Jello, but that was about it. Can you step into like 500 more bowls of Jello? Because 500 times three, I mean, that's 1,500 bucks. That's true, but that's also the license for sure. That's also $1,500 for me, so I'm going to pass. Let, let's forget I even brought it up. Okay, fine, whatever. Uh, so unfortunately, no, we're not going to use that as the outro, and I guess that's all we have to really say about Swamp. That, I was going to say Swamp it. thing, but it's definitely a monster. Swamp song. There we go. <laughs> that what is a, all. What a weird name for an English band, but okay. <laughs> like a weird song name for an English band, Swamp Song. Where's all your swamps in yeah. London? It, it was... England? It was quote untitled, but this is like it's unofficial. What it's known name, as, yeah, AKA. Also, yeah, also on the streaming service, it said Swamp Song. Yeah, it didn't even say untitled on Spotify. It just said the yeah. Swamp Song. Weird. All right, so we'll move on. Side B, what I'm assuming that the record is now. So, song number seven, some might say. Um, I'm just gonna go through everything all at once, just kind of keep the uh, the energy. Let's go. Um, so with the guitar and tambourine intro, I can definitely see them. Like I imagine them in the studio doing this because it's just, I don't know, it kind of feels like tinkering or like they're writing the song as they're recording it, which I think is kind of cool. Sounded all right. Uh, I could definitely see the song being played in a movie. I don't know if maybe offhand I have seen something like that or if it's just the way it sounds, but that's cool as well, I guess. I got to find another word other than cool. Awesome. Hip. Um, I, <laughs> Groovy. Cool. Groovy. Um, I, I like all of the crash hits in the chorus. I really like that. Normally it's annoying. It was co- decent. Um the vocal stylings at the end of each chorus line are pleasing to my ears. It, they, he kind of changes it up slightly in between, which is nice. Uh, I like the tambourine during the chorus. I never understood how, or not understood. I never noticed how tambourine heavy these songs were. Like, I never paid attention to it. And then when I do, I'm like, oh, my God, I they must have given him something to put in his hands so we didn't, like, touch anything. He's like, just hold this. But I think the, the, the ultimate kicker to that is if you ever see, like, Oasis live, like, even in a video online, he's got his hands behind his back in front of the microphone. So, like, he's not touching anything anyway. Yeah. Or sometimes he's holding a tambourine behind him. Yeah, he's just kind of wiggling it. And there's, like, yeah. a tiny little microphone, like, right next to his ass so it can kind of get the <laughs> shaky motion. Yeah, like uh, I never noticed that. That was cool. Okay, down to my gripe. Okay, it is very. How about we pass back and forth? I'll get in my notes and then you get into your gripe. (sighs) I know you want it, and that's the best part, though. Okay, I'll take a couple deep breaths. Yes, yes, yes. Got to play a little bit of a tag team here. You know, that's Mm, how it works. I can't. I'm the superstar. Well, then I'll give you the hot (laughs) tag, and that's what wins the match. It's fine. All right, so I just sort of said that it sounds very familiar, kind of like I said with the previous track before. Yeah. Uh, but overall, it sounds familiar. That's the whole thing. Like, it, it feels like I've heard the song before, and yes, I know it's a single, but I don't ever recall hearing it or seeing it anywhere. I've said that with another song coming up. Yeah. 
so like I, I don't know maybe I have and it's just subliminally there in my not subliminally uh, subconsciously there in my head that's the term I'm looking for but yeah so like there no familiarity but yet I feel like I've heard it's like a past yeah. life type deal here yeah um I also asked, how does this song manage to sound like the most 90s song on an album that Wonderwall is on? Because Wonderwall is super 90s, and somehow this song managed to feel like something out of a 90s movie. So, I mean, like, yeah. Yeah. I, I don't know. Yeah, just it's I don't know how they manage it. I don't know how they pulled it off, and I don't know how this one went under, under the tracks as compared to Wonderwall, but hey, here we are. Yep. Um, I did say the vocal tone and melody are like super pleasing. It's It's like in that kind of sweet spot range of Liam's vocals as good or bad as they may be. Yeah. <laughs> and I mean, I guess this is where we're going to kind of like uh, meet in the middle here. Cause I wanted to talk about the repetition of the lyrical refrain. Okay. <laughs> and just, I just, all I mentioned that it went on forever and ever and ever, probably not necessary, but if you're going to be a little more scathing, I welcome it. Okay. Repetition at the end of the song. It was tedious. It made me tune out during the 10. I counted 10 fucking times that he repeated, some might say, and that is not including the background vocals, because if you do, that's 20 times that they said, some might say, I know what the song is called. Stop it. It was a decent song. It didn't need that. Too, it's too much. It was too much. Cut it down at like, oh, when did that start? That's, I think that started before four minutes, if not around the four minute mark, cut off the last minute and a half and you're, you have a spot on song. I would have loved it. So I guess some might say you weren't a fan of the song. Were you listening to anything I said or were you just I sitting was, on that was, the whole time? I was, but I was patiently waiting. Very, very patiently oh, waiting. My That's God. why I started smiling. I kind of leaned into the microphone. How are you oh, doing? Oh, oh, I see. <laughs> yes, yes. Some might say. Uh, uh, made me so mad. Anyways, I'm done now. I'm done. Well, hopefully that will cast no shadow on your score of the album. Puns are back, baby. I am so close to just pouring my water on this computer right now. I think that that'll definitely uh, be a deterrence in the end oh. to everything you do. That's not oh. even this podcast. That's okay. I have, right. a, I have a closet full of computers. I want one. <laughs> Mine's getting old and slow. These Zoom calls are questionable sometimes because of it. <laughs> oh, yes. Song number eight, Cast No Shadow. Um, I do like the guitar and drums and the start of everything in this track. I really like that. The acoustic with like the slow paced drums was cool. Wasn't super into the strings slash Mellotron, whatever you want to call it in this one. Wasn't super into it this time around. So I don't know. I was like hit or miss on it, but whatever. I do like the other things that were happening. I do appreciate the come down feeling of this whole track. That's really nice. It adds something other than just like, you know, that wide production I've been talking about previously in the album. So that's, that's really nice. The only problem is that the song doesn't offer a whole lot, kind of like the other ones. It just kind of gives you like a little bit of column A, a little bit of column B. And then if you want something new, just slam them together, but they're still going to be the same damn things in the end. So whatever. The yeah. layering is nice though. So I'll say that much. It's pleasant, but still leaves much to be desired. This song feels like it's an amalgamation of four different songs on this album. Yes. It's just a whole bunch of everything. Nice yeah. Uh, I tried to get into this one. It just really wasn't happening. Um, I like the guitar and the drums. It, I assume they're brush head drumsticks, which kind of add 
sort of a lightness, floatiness to it. I like that a lot. Um, it it would have been okay to not put the ah uh, behind every line, especially at the end, because it was starting to sound stale. But 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 the Beatles did it. I don't care. <laughs> You know what? Never mind. Never mind. I was going to say two of them are dead, but I'm not going to go there because I like George Harrison. He's cool. Um, God boy himself met God. (laughs) So much repetition at the end. Like, I know that I've continuously said this. I just yelled about it, but it felt like they needed to flesh out the song, but just didn't have much to go on or much to offer. So they just had to keep throwing it in at the end i don't know if that's really the idea for all of the songs they do that too but this one because it didn't really offer me too much for the bulk of it at the end it definitely was apparent that it still didn't have much to offer me that's like kind of a note for the rest of the album not the rest of the album but just like the album as kind of a whole like i don't know as as well praised as this album is it's just yeah i don't know like maybe was music just like a little more boring back in the 90s i mean there's obviously great 90s albums don't get me wrong we all know mm-hmm. that but i'm just saying they're like the really well acclaimed ones just so far i don't know just they, they can sound good but then like they can only take you so far yeah i think i think those ones appeared at the turn of the times or turn of a genre where it's like oh we haven't heard this or it was a modern take of something that was 20 years before that time. So it was like, oh my God, this is brand new. This is awesome. But 20 years from that album, somebody did something like that, but put a modern take on that. So we look more at that newer one going, oh, I like this more. And I don't know if it's only because that is closer in time to where we are now, or if we've just sort of made so many musical sort of not discoveries, but I guess, I guess just, I don't know. I don't I know. I just use the term steps. Yeah. Steps in another direction. That's what music always is over the decades. Yeah. Cause you're always stepping on the thing before you to get a little higher, a little higher. Yeah, so when exactly. you're looking back 20 steps, that's a good analogy. And when you're looking back like 20 steps down, you're you're still ahead, but you can look back and be like, oh, I I see what was on top of that to get me here. And yeah, I don't know. It's this is why I'm not a musician. Really. <laughs> it works well enough. Mm. Yeah, I don't. Uh, it's just weird how this it just it still doesn't offer that much though. It's it's it no. doesn't take you that far. It, it's kind of like you hitchhike, but they only take you as far as a city bus will. <laughs> yeah. So I mean, like, okay, yeah. you you take me away from my home, thank you. But at the same time, I could have just bust here, <laughs> yeah, yeah, without having to give you a hand job. Sorry, sir. <laughs> Let's not pretend like hitchhiking's yeah. completely innocent. Yeah, no, okay. Ask gas or grass. You don't ride for free. <laughs> that's great. That is a great bumper sticker. I don't. I can't remember what movie that's from, but it was great. Oh my god! You know, I was I was gonna I was gonna segue into the next song and something about asking about the hitchhiking vehicle and ask if it's if she's electric and I was like I don't know how to do this without sounding stupid so I figured I would just explain it anyways. My, my neighbor has a Tesla and I'm like, huh? She's electric, huh? There, you go. my neighbor does not have a Tesla. Yeah, you know what? That was worse. Much yes, yes, worse. it was. You're welcome. Number nine, she's electric. 
very catchy from the beginning, very bouncy. This for me is the, I've heard this before. Like it sounds familiar, but I know I haven't heard it. So it's like, what does this sound like? Now I'm not sure, but I still like it. It kind of sounds kind of country-ish in a way. It has a little, mm, little no. twang to it. What, what did you say about that? Um, yeah, that note specifically, I'll just read it verbatim. <laughs> Feels like a weird mix of contemporary rock and maybe slightly folky. Maybe it's the piano. Yeah. Maybe it's the slidey guitar. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Like, I, I know that for quite a few reviews we've done... I've made mention of Wilco, but this is what it kind of reminds me of. Like, this is a more poppy version, but um, yeah, I I liked it. And question for you. Um, I don't know if you know this, but is like in this song, it sounds like they hit something and it recoils and it sounds like a rattlesnake tail. Do you know what that is? I do, but I don't know the name. Okay. I Not off the like- top of my head anyway. Whatever that is, I like it. Clever use of it. It was cool. I guess I didn't notice. I don't know. Because uh, the biggest problem of me not noticing that is because, like, wasn't super hot on this song. Yeah. Um, this didn't feel like an Oasis song, if that makes sense. But also, it's probably not fair of me to say, considering I don't know too much of their discography. So, I mean, yeah. like, that could be way off touch. Maybe this sounds like a lot of their songs. I don't know. But from what I've heard in singles, at least, like, this is the farthest thing I could think of. So, I was like, this is a weird track. But, yeah, yeah that, like, that contemporary rock kind of folky feel. I'm like, like, what is happening in this track? Like, are they trying something different? That's cool, I guess. But, I mean, just... just it doesn't fit. It seems kind of boring. Yeah. Yeah. You know who else does folky music, though? <laughs> Mr. Robert Zimmerman. <laughs> can we move on so you can stop doing that now? It is a bouncy track. I I can see why some would actually, like, you know, have fun for the way it sounds and everything like that. That's great. Yeah. Uh, it's just not doing it for me, though. Like, as I said, just it. I couldn't dig it. It was, it was a little harder on this one. Like, I... <laughs> What a rude note. I just wrote, I like the part where it ended. <laughs> That's okay. There's there's many songs in the past that I feel that about. Also, uh, some might say the end of that, I felt the same. But um, joking aside, though, I mean, like, not only did this one also feel like a Beatles track. Yes, I'll keep I'll keep punching that or kicking that dead horse, I should say. Mm-hmm. I'll punch it too, whatever. <laughs> I'm, I'm not above or below punching a horse. But... <laughs> don't know why i said that but anyways uh the song uh in the song with the vocal ahs at the end sound very similar to the way with a little help my friends by the beetle ends like by the beatles ends like it's almost the exact same like it's not even just that they sound like it it's like damn near similar like just parallel like again play on your influences all you want but just you've got to chill though you got to know when to chill yeah it's just a little too crazy for me. I don't know. So I just uh, wasn't huge on that song. Yeah. Or when you when you listen to a song that reminds you of another one and you just prefer the other one. So you start listening to that. And you're like, oh, yeah, I have an album to review. My bad. Well, actually, I mean, great transition <laughs> because that actually happened with the next song. So now song number 10, Morning Glory, the title track itself. Mm. Uh, first off, I just want to say that I really appreciate the helicopter opening because it does remind me of a song they would go on to release called Do You Know What I Mean? Which happens to be my favorite Oasis track. Yeah. So I was like, hey, similarities. I feel warm. 
That's really funny because I mentioned my favorite Oasis track in this song review as well. So excellent. Yeah. Th- this song alone, like other songs in the album can be too, but this song alone is arena rock to almost a T. Just like a really good use of that wide sound production style in this one. As compared to some of the other ones, this one does it great. This song feels really exciting because of it. I love the guitar work in this track, especially those like wailing bends that keep happening that are sprinkled mm-hmm. in between like verses and choruses. I think that's super cool. And I mean, like, it's not too far off feeling from some of the other tracks on the album. It still has those similar vibes. But I mean, this one just, as I said, generally feels more exciting in its presentation. Like, so there's, I feel like there's a lot more appreciate about it. There's mm-hmm. a lot more life behind this one rather than just being like a wall of sound type thing. So I think that's really cool. And really, the only other thing I have to say is like the ending does drag a little, but like I forgive it around this time. Um, I just wish it, I wrote, I was writing that like I wish it went out on more of those like wailing bends with like some feedback and droning kind of like they would do and do you know what I mean you know because I'm not just gonna com- keep combining those two tracks I yeah. love the ending do you know what I mean so it'd be cool if they kind of did that here because realistically I feel like this song since that other track would come out like what two years later on uh, be here now I think the album's called yeah yeah I think ninety seven um because that song comes out two years later, I feel like this is like the prototype to what that one was going to be because there's a lot of similarities between the two. And I, although I like the other one better, this song's still great though, but like, yeah, I don't know. Just there's a lot to enjoy in this one. That's all I got to say. Yes. Um, This song. uh, Now there are a handful of songs where it's like, I'm aware of who sings them, but I never remember the song title And despite, and I am well aware that they sing the song title in the song, I never remember that I like this song until I hear the opening like guitar chords. I'm like, oh yeah, I like this. And then I don't remember what it's called until the chorus. They even say the parentheses parts too. What's the story? (laughs) I know, I know, silly me. But this song specifically makes me upset that their song Acquiesce isn't formally on this album as it's a B-side to this album. I love both of these songs, although Acquiesce is my favorite Oasis song. They remind me of each other. I don't know if it's the guitar tone, the way it's played, squealiness, bends, whatever it is. They are, I don't want to say carbon copies, they're fraternal twins. Mm -hmm. And I just like one twin more than the other. So I didn't knock this song because it's not going up against the other one, but I did have to mention, listen to Acrius. It's a really good song. Um, there is, there's a sound to this song and I don't know if it's the way that it's mixed, but to me, it sounded kind of muddy, but like in a good way, like I, it didn't seem crystal clear or like, overdone the guitars aren't too loud to me I just I've always really liked the way that it made my ears feel that makes any sense you you say a lot of stuff like that on this show so it must make sense by now yeah I I hope so and if it doesn't (laughs) well figure it out um the hook is such a hook and I'm hooked like I really like the chorus the pre-chorus just I very much enjoy it um the guitar wailing under the last vocal lines and that it takes the song to its end is very nice and I like it. I'm glad that there's not obnoxious repetition at the end of this one. Like, sure, there's it's 
repetitive, whatever, but it's not obnoxious enough for me to hate it. So, I mean, point right there. Point five up for that. Is it bad that when you mentioned you like I love one twin over another and you just chose the other one? You happened to you you got the one on the cutting room floor. So you both babies came out at the same time. You just happened to love the one that the doctor dropped. <laughs> yes. Yes. Which like is splat and you're like, oh no, I got you. <laughs> like I remember hearing that song on the radio. So I know it wasn't like a single, but I definitely heard it before. Like obviously I've heard it before. But I'm very disappointed that it wasn't on this album because that would have just automatically number one. I wouldn't even have to listen to the album would have been number one. I mean, a lot of bands have that where they're like, yeah, these songs that aren't officially released or like on these like re-released B-side things. I mean, Nine Inch Nails does it. This, like that's where the songs like burn and deep and everything come from. The Perfect yeah. Drug's not even technically on an album. It's one of their best. I mean, like that, I love that song. I haven't heard a lot of Nine Inch Nails, but I absolutely love that song. It, that was literally written, I believe, for the Lost Highway uh, movie. So, I mean, like, okay. I don't know if it was for or it was already written. And then David Lynch is like, I want your song, Trent yeah. Reznor of Nine Inch Nails. And he's like, OK. So it's not it's not on a studio recorded or Nine Inch Nails labeled album. Well, it, it's on like a single called The Perfect Drug, but like it yeah, wasn't attached to an album. It was released prior to The Fragile. So, I mean, like it was kind of in that era of writing, yeah. but it didn't really fall anywhere in the discography other than a single of itself and with a bunch of remixes on it. Huh, I didn't know that. Cool. Yeah, so it's like one of those awesome standalone tracks. And like there's another song called Home that like I as like my music frail state, I covered that song because I couldn't find it on a streaming service, so I wanted an excuse to have it on streaming service, <laughs> so I covered the damn thing. That's awesome. It's the best thing I could do. And oh, yeah. I'll also I I, I I do have the license to that song through my distributor thing, so I, that's why I'm legally allowed to have it streamed. That's hilarious. Awesome. I like that. All right, so let's close it out with the uh, the true closer song number eleven. Although it's twelve on Spotify and stuff like that, but we combine Swamp Song again. So song number eleven, Champagne Supernova. That hurts me to hear, but that is how I had to spell it when I typed it up. Well, that that's that's literally just I'm thinking of the the Futurama joke uh, where Zap Brandigan's being turned down by Leela. It's like, do you still want some of the champagne? I oh, believe God. it's pronounced champagne. <laughs> oh god i've not seen that but sounds oh, funny future drama is fantastic but we're not talking about that we're talking about champagne supernova the other mm-hmm. gigantic single from oasis oh that people god. tend to know um again gonna try to avoid the hotel california vibes on this one because this one's kind of in the same boat oh, yeah? but i will say i do like this song a lot more than wonderwall mm-hmm. when it comes to those overplayed type songs like I, i've always liked the song better so it's a little easier on me coming uh, this time around. This is such an end of album track. Like, I don't care what came before it. You can't really follow such a opulent track. Uh, very much a closer to me. That's such a big I, word for my tiny little brain. Yeah, well, I mean, little does anyone know. I had to Google it before I even said anything. Uh, <laughs> I enjoy how the song starts with the breaking waves from the last song, because it kind of gives me an automatic feeling of being relaxed and at ease. And I think the bass again, like I said, in Wonderwall, really the unsung hero of these slower ballad like songs. 
Yeah, and the thing is, though, like, the bass is so underpronounced in the entire album anyways. Like, it's just kind of like an afterthought, I guess. Mm. Just because, yeah, there's there's not a whole lot going on for it. It doesn't have a whole lot of standout room. So the yeah. points when you can notice it, I guess it feels special enough, especially yeah. to someone like, like you who really, truly admires the bass in music. Oh, my God. It just, I love it. Oh, it hurts. Now, do you like bass or do you like bass guitar? Like, do you like bass all around? Um, I think I... I like more, I guess, string bass, I guess, like stand-up bass, bass guitar, that's fine. But when it's just sort of a all-encompassing bass sound, I find that a little bit too overwhelming to me. I, I like to be able to hear the different notes, but if it's just sort of a heavy, booming, I don't know, just sort of bass feeling, it's too much, but if I can follow a melody, I really, really like that. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, so as I said before, I'm going to try to avoid the Hotel California thing, <laughs> and I'm, I'm going to be fair about it and like critique it as fairly as I can. But mm-hmm. it's not going to be too hard because I really actually do enjoy the song no matter – even though I've, I've heard this one to death, but I don't mind listening to this one again. I don't yeah. want to keep listening to it, but – if it's like every once in a while nowadays, it's like, okay, I'll let it pass. I mm-hmm. won't change the channel. Um, it's it's a generally well-paced song altogether, too. So, I mean, like, it, it takes you on, like, a lot of ups and downs rather than just kind of remaining on this, like, one kind of constant yeah. energy feeling, no matter if it's, like, higher or lower. This one kind of goes all over, and it's nice. So it takes you on a little more of a ride. There's more to appreciate in it. So that's nice. Um, there's really cool layering in this one, too. It's just another track that does well with that kind of, like, wide style of production. And what, especially in this one, like, you know, the verses are a little more quieter, but then the chorus picks up to the arena rock feeling yeah. again. So just like yep. this constant shrinking and growing, like it's, it, it feels good. So like, I don't know. I really like that. Um, I didn't even really notice the length of this song to be a hundred percent honest too. It's just generally enjoyable. Seven and a half minutes. Yep. Oh yeah. Could have fooled me. If, if you asked me how long the song was and I didn't look at the clock, I'd say like five, five and a half. Like, yeah. I'm like, it's, it's like, okay, it feels a little lengthy. Maybe it's like four and a half minutes. Nope, seven and a half minutes. I 100% agree. I did make note that I really love that it really blows out for the chorus. And just like, don't look back in anger. I think this is a perfect song for group participation. It is, it is the, uh, it is the um, encore song. And everyone is just loving each other and singing back. And well, I mean, I can imagine when they actually sing the song properly and nicely. Um, But I really like that. I like the images that it gives me in my head. Um, The solos on this, on this entire album, they aren't magical or like earth shattering, but it's like perfect for what the song needs. You know, Mm. it's, for some songs, they're a little bit bigger. Some are a little smaller. The one here, I really liked it. And again, song is seven and a half minutes long, and I loved every second of it. So I definitely agree with that. Yeah, awesome. And you mentioned earlier how, like, very recently that this is, like, a great album ender. Like, mm-hmm. I didn't know that this was the last song on the album, generally because, like, especially with the bigger singles, too, you don't expect it to be the final song yeah. on the album. It's somewhere, like, the beginning or the end. This yeah. is the tail end of the B-side. I mean, like, that, that's kind of crazy to think about. 
But it is so damn fitting now that you listen to it. And I mean, like, this is the way it is. The way it kind of trails off at the end with the gentle guitar and the the water that I guess Swamp Song 2 kind of played on that too. Even though I still mm-hmm. don't know what the imagery of that's supposed to represent. But still, like, everything just feels good. Yeah, it feels just like drifting off. It's all done. So, yeah, pretty decent ender. I'm kind of glad it is where it is. Yeah, definitely. I don't think I could see it anywhere else. All right. And with that said, that brings us to the end of this song, song, the album, Morning Glory by Oasis. We're done talking about it now. So thank you very much for checking that out with us. If you did listen to the album, you got some opinions on us. Like, make sure you let us know down in the comments of wherever you're listening. There's comment sections everywhere. Just somewhere. We will see them. I promise you. Or over on our social medias, too, at Rate the Record Podcast, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, all that kind of stuff. Or at RateTheRecord.ca, which is where you can find all those links. Make sure you let us know. Yeah. It's all good. But, I mean, again, there's so many more opinions to tell us because now we have to rank songs. You know, you have part two, three of the entire podcast. That's what we do. So I guess we got some fixing up to do. So above our heads, boom, graphics have changed. Names, numbers, but no song titles just yet. But that'll be momentary. I mean, and by momentary, I mean, like, within the next few seconds because we're going to get that kicked off. Yeah. Now, before we start, as we usually do, where everything kind of falls with our lists here. I have three check marks. Oh, it's funny because I was going to say about two or three matches. So let's go with three, seeing how we're both moderately optimistic. Three check marks, three question marks, and the rest are X's. Let's try. Let's try for three. I would I would certainly hope so. It's on your shoulders, not mine. Oh, shit. Uh, uh, that's okay. I'll take it. I'll take it. Well, it won't be this one, though. I promise you that. So number 11, she's electric. Cast no shadow. Cast no. Okay. Number 10. Hello. The Swamp Song. Versions one and two. Yes, they are one song on this one. (laughs) All right. So my number nine is Cast No Shadow. Hey now. Exclamation. Yes, you've really had the hey now. Yeah. Pointed out. My number eight is Swamp Song. Hello. All right. So we're, I mean, we're, we're, Jump pretty good so far. That's all right. And so far, kind of sticking to the theme. Number seven, hey now. Some may say. Some may say. I like how a lot of those were kind of grouped within the same box of like, what, five? <laughs> yep. Uh, number six, roll with it. Wonderwall. Wonderwall. Uh, Wonderwall. That was actually a truck mark. Ooh. Uh, my number five, some might say. She's electric. Well, that's uh, at least it's not your number one. I've been like, we, why is that one your number one? We might not get any. <laughs> we st- we still have three we can match on. There's four left. Boy, scary though. Not not this one though. Number four, Wonderwall. Roll with it. Okay, now we have three left, and let's see how much of these three you can actually get. I don't think so. I'm just before I say it though, I'm just looking at my list. Because so. we, we both said some generally positive things about the last three tracks, and like th- they're the same three tracks, so I can say that much. Yeah. This should be interesting. Um, I, don't, I don't think so. Cause, yeah, because we don't match this one, we only have one chance. Yeah. Number three, Don't Look Back in Anger. Champagne Supernova. Champagne. Ay. <laughs> dang. But okay, we, one. We still get one. One chance. Uh, and it might very well be the match because my number two, Champagne Supernova. Nope. <laughs> No. Morning Glory. God damn it. There was so much hope in that one. I My know. number one is Morning Glory. Yeah, don't look back in anger. Damn it. 
Don't look back. Our first zero of the season. Zero. I am looking back in anger. <laughs> I heard them. I heard you say. Ay, Get it right somehow. Oh, well, zero for 11. I mean, that's bound to happen at some point in the season. We, God, we're so optimistic, too. God damn it. Because oh Morning Glory, Champion Supernova, and Wonderwall were all check marks. And yeah. Don't Look Back Nanger was a question mark. I, yeah, I, out of all of them, they, but they hey, all our top had... three, though, were pretty tight, though. I mean, everything oh, yeah. was kind of there for it. Well, they all had the same score, but Don't Look Back in Anger, that's one that I would choose to listen to over and over and over again. Oh, I could. I can listen to it a few times, but like, I yeah. wouldn't want to overkill it with that one. Yeah. All right, that's fine. We've ranked the song, but now we got to find out where we've rated the album, because that's obviously the bigger part of the show. So let's go. And then go. we rate the record. Woo! Ooh, oops, so that was an hour too late. Anyways, <laughs> let's let's hop on over and uh, do this. So it's transition screens, whoosh. Alrighty then, here we are on the album rating screen, second episode into season three. It is already looking jam-packed in here. Uh, we got a lot of albums going, including last week's album, The Kills, which sits at the top of the C tier right there. Kind of a shame, but oh well, they can't all be, they can't all be winners. They cannot, they cannot. Cannot and will not, ju judging by some of the past albums we have on the show. But now we got to see if Oasis is a, is a winner. God, I can speak properly. We'll have oh, to see if Oasis is a winner. But although I'm not exactly certain what a winner is in this case, maybe the A tier, but I don't know. <laughs> uh, I I already have my assumptions and they are sad. So That's unfortunate. So I that guess is. we'll find out just how uh, true your assumptions can be right now. Mm. Time to rate the record. Just like the uh, podcast title insinuates. And I suppose I'll be going first this time around. You did the kills last week, and uh, yes. I'll be doing Oasis first this week. So, um, I mean, you you said you would be kind of disappointed. So I guess that means you think I rated it low. I do. I'm curious to know, where do you think I put it? Uh, I don't if you're know feeling that you... heartbroken about it, you must have some sort of idea. Like, I'm not too sure where you put it like specifically, but I feel like this is going to turn out to be like a B minus. Like overall, or is that my Over, score? Overall. Oh, I mean, it's hard to say, but I can tell you right now, I didn't give it a B minus. Oh, that's very ominous because you don't know which yeah, direction I, I can like, go in from there. I was like, I, I gave it a D minus. Yeah, it's sitting next to Bab No, I'm oh, kidding. Uh, so, no, it is sitting in the middle of the B tier at 75.9%. Okay. Mm, that's still not nearly as bad as it could have been. All right. Well, it's a B plus then because I got 82.72, which is higher than I thought it was going to be. 82.7. Yeah, that's that's pretty bad. I didn't think that you would, like, not that I don't know whether or not you like Oasis, but I didn't think it'd be, like, that high. Uh, I think the song, like, with other albums, the songs that I liked, I really liked, but on this album, the songs I didn't like, there were enough redeeming qualities that minus the ten-time repetitive outro, and some might say, the album was decent. Well, you were obviously definitely right about the uh, the B plus portion of it mm -hmm. because with our combined scores, it comes to seventy nine point three one percent. It is up there. It is between Tomahawk and Frank Zappa. Tomahawk and Frank Zappa. What? what the, the, the Arctic Monkeys are there. Oh no no. Okay, hold on, hold on. 
79.3 between Arctic monkeys and Tomahawk. I cannot read. Ah, there you go. Okay. I was, I was just get confused. I'm like, did I not add the score to our list? Yeah. No, fucking how, okay. My, my brain, how the hell would that have scored higher than Tomahawk? So my mistake. Yeah, apparently so. Cause I know that you like the Tomahawk, but apparently I you just did. like Oasis just a little more. No. I mean, you can't argue logic here. No, no, I can. Yeah, I can. No, definitely can. I mean, try even on your personal tier list, it's going to appear higher than Tomahawk. That's the best part. Whoops, I guess I'll have to fix that real quick. But yes, uh, at least we know that this album by Oasis is in the proper spot. But yes, Tomahawk yes. is at the top of the, the beat here. My bad. Uh, that just goes to show how much how hard I work and how little Savannah does. Because it's all me that does. It's all but- me. What am I supposed to do? Argue that? It's the truth. Suppose and so. I am the superstar, but you are the machine behind my success. So if I shut down, you shut down. Good to yeah, know. Right. Anyways, I'm just going to go ahead and hit that switch on the back of my neck. <laughs> I guess I could do that now because we are at the end of the episode. So, hey, you know what? Thank you very much for tuning in and hanging out with us today. Checking out Oasis's Morning Glory album. Uh, Maybe you liked it. Maybe you didn't. We don't know. But we are curious about your opinion. So make sure you go ahead and let us know again down in the comments below. Wherever you're listening, there's a comment section. Let us know. Leave a review, rating, all that kind of stuff. Pretty cool. If you did that, we're always also curious to know, like, your opinion on the albums, interact with you, just doing that kind of stuff. It's always pretty cool. Yeah. Let us know over on social media too, at Rate the Record Podcast, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, all that kind of stuff. It's all there over at RateTheRecord.ca. So make sure you let us know on the socials too, because we always post about the episodes we do anyway. So please let us know your opinions. All that kind of stuff. I mean, well, just I'm in, I'm in a word soup today. I don't even know what to do anymore. Yeah. I'm tired. But it is still cool that you joined us. So thank you very much. It's been a very, uh, very interesting episode. Uh, I definitely scored this album a lot higher than I thought I was going to. Mm-hmm. Likewise, although mine was still higher than yours. But I mean, it being at the uh, the head of the B tier, good enough. I mean, I don't know what I expected, but uh, I am I am pleased. This is now Satisfied. your uh, out of all the albums you selected. This is now the highest rated. It passed Kevin really? Gilbert. It passed Kevin Gilbert, yeah. Uh, so, I think I purposely ignored that when I was looking at the list. Yeah. You must have. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Purposely. Oh, for fuck's sakes. Gotta love it. But mm. yeah, so that is the episode for today. And also, too, I should have probably mentioned this in the beginning of the show. You know, you can support us by, you know, liking, subscribing, all that kind of stuff I already said. But we do also have the paid feature from Kofi.com slash rate the record. If you do want to support the show financially, $5 a month gets into the RTR club. You get a bunch of stuff. You get your name shouted out. You get a, you get to go on the thank you card once we actually start getting, like, you know, people on Kofi uh, in the RTR club. We can actually have a thank you card at the end of the episodes and everything like that. Uh, we will also do bonus content, which I'm editing right now. We have a bonus episode going out on Kofi. Yeah. I'm, I'm going to finish that real soon. I've just, I've been insanely busy behind the scenes, aside from write the record, you know, real life and such. Yeah. So I've been doing that, uh, but that'll go up real soon. And, and, and if you have, like, you know, you make music, we, we wouldn't mind rating or ranking one of your songs. So by all means, you want us to listen to your music. Music, you want to tell us uh, let us tell you how we feel about it by all means become a part of the rtr club we will do it and for a hundred dollars i'll send you a lock of my hair thankfully it's not mine because you usually <laughs> offer mine well i figured you know i might as well offer something my how the clippers have turned yeah how they have and then watch watch someone will be like yeah i'll take that 
crap. Yeah, then you would actually have, if someone legitimately like sent 100 bucks, you would have to at that point. That's fine. I'll film myself doing it. I don't care. Cool. Right off the middle of your head. <laughs> That's it. And then send all of them. Whoa, 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 whoa. There are some conditions. Here. Bald spot. Big bald conditions. spot. Hell no. Anyways, before we let you go at the end of the episode here, we do like to give a little uh, sneak preview of what to expect with, uh, you know, the next episode coming up. That'll be episode 47. Yeah, I uh-huh. can count. I know how to count. Uh, well, a couple things uh, before talking about next week's episode, kind of tying in uh, to that. So August 23rd being tomorrow, the day after this episode is released, is the Rate the Record one-year anniversary, the real one-year anniversary, the day that we uploaded episode zero, the introduction, just for us awkwardly oh, trying so to awkward. say, hello, we are this, blah, blah. Yeah, it's a weird video. And it's oh, kind of, God, it's I'll never watch, watch it. Go ahead. Oh, I'll never watch but that. But anyways, to commemorate the anniversary of that, we do have a video coming out tomorrow, a brand new thing to celebrate the one year. We're just completely rehashing the introduction and just doing it clip for clip all over again. <laughs> Barf, hell no. Oh, man. Yeah, we were quieter and a little more scared last time. But now we're just idiots and we're way too loud. Yes, definitely. But speaking of rate the record, though, and what you can expect next week, not just tomorrow's thing, but next week, obviously, we're going to keep on with the anniversary because next week celebrates the anniversary of our very first episode, not episode zero, but episode one when we did Pearl Jam's 10. So, you know, obviously we got to celebrate, have a happy anniversary, do an episode for that. And I think it's time to come back full circle. I mean, I'm not too into hiding that one in particular of who it could be, but I mean, it's going to be a lot of fun regardless. So you should come check it out no matter what. Yeah. Gonna be a lot of fun. So yeah, happy anniversary to us. And so the next couple of videos is going to be a lot of fun for that. So make sure that you tune in. It's going to be great. So once again, thank you very much for hanging out with us. We'll see you again next week. Take care, friends. Bye-bye.